Hello friends, this is the Daily Edify with Jeff Lane, a place to get spiritually grounded and into alignment with the flow of love each weekday morning. In each episode, we'll focus on a spiritual practice, a poem, a book, a sacred text, something that can empower us to be more fully alive to the gift that is the day before us. Thank you for listening. Today's episode is about a concept from Howard Thurman called the sound of the genuine, something we can listen for in ourselves and in others. But first, let me say a bit about Howard Thurman, if you don't know more of his story. He was born in 1899 and raised in segregated Daytona Beach, Florida. He was profoundly influenced by his mother, Alice, uh, and even more so his maternal grandmother, Nancy Ambrose, who'd been enslaved at a plantation nearby. They were women, both women, of deep Christian faith. Howard finished uh, 7th or 8th grade at the nearby local school, uh, and then his family was able to scrape together the funds for him to attend Florida Baptist Academy in Jacksonville, about 100 miles away one of only three high schools in the state to allow black students at that time to attend. After that, he moved to Atlanta to attend Morehouse College, where he graduated as valedictorian in 1923. His studies then took him to Rochester Theological Seminary in upstate New York, where he studied to become a Baptist minister, graduating in 1926, getting ordained at First Baptist Church in Roanoke, Virginia. Thurman served as a a pastor at a church in Overland, Ohio for a couple years, then headed back to Atlanta to fill a joint appointment at Morehouse College and Spelman College in in philosophy and religion. Then in 1932, he's invited to become the first dean of the chapel at Howard University in Washington, D.C., where he ended up serving for 12 years until 1944. Meanwhile, Thurman is writing and traveling extensively. In 1935, uh, Thurman led the first black delegation of friendship to India, Myanmar, and Sri Lanka. On this trip, he and two others became the first African Americans to meet with Indian colonial independence leader Mahatma Gandhi. Thurman's conversations with Gandhi broadened his international political vision and strengthened his Christian commitment to promoting Uh, understanding across cultures and religions. In 1944, Thurman leaves his prestigious tenured position at Howard to found the Church for the Fellowship of All Peoples in San Francisco. At the time, it was the first interracial, interdenominational church in the United States. He served as co-pastor with uh, the white minister Alfred Fisk. Then, about 10 years later, 1953, Thurman's invited to become the Dean of Marsh Chapel at Boston University, where he stayed until 1965. He was the first black dean of a chapel at a majority white university or college in the United States. In addition, he served on the faculty of Boston University School of Theology and was active and well-known in the Boston community, influencing many of its uh, leaders. And then in the last span of his life, after leaving Boston University in 1965, Thurman continued his ministry um, back in California as he directed the Howard Thurman Educational Trust until his death in 1981. You maybe have 
heard quotes by Thurman or read a book or two of Thurman's. Uh, he wrote about 20 books on theology, religion, philosophy, the most famous of which is uh, Jesus and the Disinherited, which he wrote in 1949, deeply influenced Martin Luther King Jr. and, and many other black and white leaders of the modern civil rights movement. Thurman had been a, a classmate and friend of Martin Luther King Sr., uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s father, at Morehouse College, and so King, King Sr. visited Thurman while he attended Boston University, and then his son, uh, Martin Luther King Jr., uh, connected with him there. And so Thurman, in turn, mentored uh, his former classmate's son, Martin Luther King Jr., and, and his friends, and served as a spiritual advisor to, to many of the folks at the cutting edge of the civil rights movement. More recently, Dr. Walter Fluker uh, has been a professor of ethical leadership at Boston University and became the editor of the, the Howard Thurman Papers, which came out in the course of about 10 years in five volumes. I think the last one came out just in 2019. So that's a bit of a long introduction to Thurman, but he's, he's such a critical, a towering figure in 20th century theology, and uh, hopefully that provides a little uh, critical introduction as, as we just take a look briefly at this concept uh, he coined, the, the sound of the genuine. It was really a theme of Thurman's life and teaching. He was, he was a mystic as much as he was a theologian, um, and the speech I'm going to quote is from the baccalaureate address he gave to Spelman College. So this is an all-women's school. Morehouse is an all-men's school, both HBCUs in Atlanta. Um, but he taught there, you know, 50 years before. But in May of 1980, uh, in the, almost the last year of his life, he's asked to come back and give this baccalaureate address and he, he has this, this beautiful language in the address where he talks about listening for the sound of the genuine in yourself. So here's, here's a couple quotes uh, from the speech. There is something in every one of you that waits, listens for the genuine in yourself. And if you cannot hear it, you will never find whatever it is for which you are searching. And if you hear it and then do not follow it, it was better that you had never been born. You are the only one that has ever lived. Your idiom is the only idiom of its kind in all the existences. And if you cannot hear the sound of the genuine in you, you will all of your life spend your days on the ends of strings that somebody else pulls. So for Thurman, the, the sound of the genuine, uh, we might describe it as our moral compass, our inner conscience, the Holy Spirit speaking to our soul, uh, that part of us that is irreducibly us, that is, that is part of the, the image of God within us, uh, that can never be damaged, the, the true self, the depth of who we are. And the sound of the genuine is, uh, is something that we not only hear in ourselves, but can also hear in other people. And in fact, if we don't hear it also in other people, we lose some piece of it in ourselves. This is not a, a zero-sum game. If I have more of the sound of the genuine, uh, you then have less. Uh, it's, it's rather a, a worldview of abundance. When, when I listen for the sound of the genuine in my own heart and life, I sort of give permission to other people in my life to, to do the same, or at least model for other people uh, an opportunity to do the same. So as I think about this, friends, in my own life and perhaps in your life too, this is ideally being able to shut off all the noise, 
all the all the voices that invade our minds and hearts uh, throughout the day. And some of this we can't avoid, right? But to be able to listen to that part of us that is deepest and truest, uh, that part of us that is original goodness, uh, to listen to that voice and to follow it, to, to really ask, what, what do I desire? Who, who really am I? What do I have to offer the world? And to trust that that is enough, uh, that if we listen to that sound of the genuine within us, we will empower others to do the same in their own life. So friends, I hope that concept, the sound of the genuine, is a blessing to you as it is to me. As I work through this season of Lent we're in, in the Christian liturgical calendar, as spring gradually, it's snowing right now as I look out the window, so (laughs) spring is not here yet, but uh, as spring gradually makes its way and the earth turns over, um, listen for the sound of the genuine in you and others. Peace be with you, friends. If today's podcast has blessed you, provided a tinge of clarity or some nourishment for your spiritual journey, please share it with a friend so that we can create a more inclusive community. Or do you have any feedback for me, any show ideas, something that was particularly helpful or something that could have been better? Please send me an email at thedailyedify at gmail.com. That's in the show notes as well. I'd love to hear from you. Also, please consider rating and reviewing The Daily Edify wherever you get your podcasts. Friends, you are loved and never alone.